It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Stacking wins. The Washington Commanders have now run off two in a row, and this one was a little bit prettier than the last and against arguably a better opponent. What we saw on Sunday afternoon live from FedEx Field right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison, and my co-host sitting right here to my right, your left as you're seeing him, is Chris the Rooster Russell, both of us credential members of the media, which is why we are live here at beautiful, rainy FedEx Field. Following the Washington Commanders' latest win, you can find Chris with his co-host Pete Medhurst on the Team 980 Monday through Friday, live 9 to noon Eastern time or anytime on the Odyssey app. Find me writing about the Commanders on Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Before I say anything more, I don't know if anybody's ever referred to FedEx Field as beautiful. It's beautiful. Listen, a bad day twice, in sports twice. is still a great day. Better day in most places. David Harrison said it's beautiful. Believe him. Uh, today's episode from FedEx Field of the Locked On Commanders podcast is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you, that's right, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users receive an instant deposit bonus of 100% when you match up to 100 with. The promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So, the big storyline, of course, here uh, as we come to you again live from FedEx Field is that the commanders come from behind down 14 3, and it could have probably been worse and win their second straight in the NFC North and in the NFC Conference, but not in the, in the division. But that's okay. We'll get to that later on. 
but their first win with Taylor Heineke of the 2022 season in his first game action. Again, overcoming a 14-3 deficit, David, and winning 23-21 to over Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, who have been 13-3 and the last three years, and now because of the Commanders and the two New York teams find themselves at 3-4. and four. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay, not on the East Coast, obviously, right? But definitely don't like traveling to the East Coast no. right now. At least not this season. Um, but look, it was a tale of two halves, right? Specifically for the team, but also specific, specifically for Taylor Heineke. Mm -hmm. uh, one for seven on the first four drives of the game. I actually kind of joked during one of the breaks in the action that my uh, quarterback per drive tracking stat sheet that I fill out every week was going to be pretty simple this week because a lot of 0 for 1s, 0 for 2s, uh, 0 for 4, 0 for 3s early on. Yeah, 1 for 7 in the first four drives of the game. A field goal was the end result off of a muffed punt. So mm -hmm. I don't know how much credit we want to give to the offense necessarily for taking field goal range and keeping it in field goal range. Right? It wasn't a turnover at least, but you didn't get the touchdown. Uh, and then, of course, the pick six, which, uh, you know, Taylor Heineke has, has been very public about mm -hmm. the fact that he grew up a Packers fan, right? Aaron Rodgers, one of the quarterbacks he has fond memories of. Uh, in his in his younger days, the, one of the last memories he has of his father was watching Aaron Rodgers and Packers win the Super Bowl. So mm -hmm. that's a very you know significant thing for him. They throw a pick six, and it's like, hey man, like this isn't this isn't the time to relive childhood uh, memories. You're on the, you're on our side now. But he comes back six for ten in the rest of the first half. A touchdown put the team in position to score another three points. Unfortunately, Joey Sly misses that field goal. And then in the second half, a complete turnaround, 13 for 16, 161 of his total 201 yards in the second half, another touchdown and two field goals as the commanders pull out the win. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's nothing I can say about Taylor Heineke's first half, right? It was a brutal first half of football for both teams, for both quarterbacks, for both offenses. The officiating, coaching decisions, weird timeout usage, uh, weird challenges by Matt LaFleur, weird timeout usage by Ron Rivera with 10 and a half minutes left to go in the second quarter. It was everything that you don't want in a football game. It was awful. It was ugly. It was everything. So Heineke absolutely settles down. And, and something that I know is very, very, very important to you, you know, they started moving him around a little bit, right? And you, I mean, you're right. They started moving him around a little bit. Little play action leads to the long touchdown that I'm sure we'll get to, obviously, coming up. But here's the thing for me. Overall, the commanders did what they did during the four-game winning streak last year. They controlled time of possession. They controlled the clock. 37 minutes and seven seconds worth of TOP in this game. 22-53 for the Packers. And when you take a struggling offense and give them less possessions, at least one, maybe even two, maybe three less possessions just based on a normal you know, time of possession range, David, that's huge for defense, number one, and that's punishing for an offense that's already struggling. And then you throw in part of the reason why they had that 37-07 is because they were able to run the ball. The Jets were able to run the ball against Joe Barry's Green Bay defense last week around the edges. This time it was a little mix and Barry. Brian Robinson, 20 carries, 73 yards. Not huge, but still effective, kind of pounding away. He had that one big run. Antonio Gibson had a big run, 10 for 59. Curtis Samuel, 5 of 26. So total, total 166 yards and the time of possession. To me, that's why the commanders win this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the standard, you know, from my experience anyway, covering football, covering the NFL. The standard amount of drives you get per game is usually around 12, maybe 13, maybe 14 uh, per game. In this drive, the Washington Commanders end up with 11 possessions themselves. The Green Bay Packers only end up with 10. They only have four possessions in the entire second half. That's huge 
when you're talking about a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, especially with young receivers, right. this is a team that if they can get into a rhythm and kind of get going, then that's when things get really dangerous. But they were never able uh, to do that against – or what the Washington Commanders were never able to do that uh, or allow the Green Bay Packers, rather, to do that. So a lot of good plays. You know, some stat lines aren't going to blow anybody out of the water, 20 carries, 73 yards. It's yeah. not going to probably win you a fantasy game this Effective. week. You know, that's okay. But exactly, got the Washington Commanders a win. But there were some pretty sexy plays out there, Chris. And my play of the day – 37-yard bomb from Taylor Heineke to Terry McLaurin. I know it's low-hanging fruit, but it's low-hanging fruit because it was the play of the day. That was the start off the second half. Five plays, 69 yards, four first downs in five plays, 69 yards. Uh, the only Washington driver, they didn't face a single third-down conversion. I guess they made some halftime adjustments now, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and they came right? out with that. This is the first time we've seen them come out of the locker room that is with correct. more energy than when they started the game, and that's imp that's important. You know, usually they kind of struggle to start games. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, I remember Jay Gruden's teams always used to struggle in the third quarter, and people would say, ah, oh, Jay doesn't know how to make halftime. Well, coaches are making half adjustments all along. It just so happens to be it's a separate line of delineation. It's an area – that people can look at. But in this particular case, you're right. I'll give you one note from next gen stats on the Terry McLaurin touchdown. Yes. 37 yards in terms of the scoring strike, but it traveled in the air, 49 and a half yards. I put that number and the, and the, and the, uh, the graphic chart, if you will, up on our LO commanders Twitter feed. So you guys can go check that out. If you haven't seen it already again, 37 for the score, but 49 in the air. Listen, Taylor Heineke is far, far, far from the guy that you want throwing rockets out there and bombs and 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 just trying to stretch the field on a regular basis. But in limited doses, he can do it. He can do it. All right. So, uh, so I, so I, I love you know the design of that. And then real quickly, um, the Antonio Gibson touchdown, a nine-yard touchdown catch on third and six, David. That was the first drive that they started converting third downs. They had two third and one conversions. That one comes on third and six, and I love the design. They kind of double-stacked Antonio Gibson with another receiver on the right side, and then they crisscrossed out of their break, and the Packers defender went with the crisscrossing receiver, and Antonio Gibson basically runs like a skinny post, and boom, wide open, and Taylor saw him in the back corner of the end zone. So that's my play of the day. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of early emphasis on Taylor Heineke in this game because quarterback's most important position. And look, I think the biggest story of the game is that the Washington Commanders can win mm -hmm. with Taylor Heineke. I know we've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again. At least that's what I saw is that Taylor can lead this team to victory. Yeah. We'll see if Chris agrees. And I'm going to tell you all about that because if I'm right, you're going to want to download the Prediction Strike app and go into the world's first sports stock market. You can now invest in professional athletes just like you do. Stocks is a lower risk alternative to sports betting and athlete prices move based on performance and supply and demand. So right now, for example, Taylor Heineke is going at 64 cents per share, less than a dollar per share of Taylor Heineke. And after Sunday's game, that's probably going to go up. If he beats Indianapolis, it's going to go up even more. Do you keep that stock? Do you sell it for a little bit of a profit? It's up to you. It's the stock market. It makes it all the more fun. And the athletes actually benefit too. They're entitled to a percentage of their marketplace investment. So when you invest in Taylor Heineke, you are literally investing potentially in Taylor Heineke. Everyone knows you should be investing, but why not invest in what you actually know and love as a football fan? Download the Prediction Stripe app and use the code LOCKED for a free share when you sign up and make the first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code LOCKED for a special one-time giveaway. Prediction Strike will also choose one person who signs up with the promo code LOCKED and make a deposit to win 100 free random shares. That could be worth up to $3,000, guys, if that random share is Josh Allen. So 
Invest in what you know on Prediction Strike, the stock market for sports. All right. If you're looking to pop the question this holiday season, have a milestone coming up. Blue Nile, our friends at Blue Nile can help you make those celebrations and those moments even more memorable. They are the online, original online jeweler, and that means they have the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below your traditional mall retailers. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring and story, uh, easy tools to let you choose the shape, size, clarity, whatever you want. It's all available for you with Blue Nile. If you're looking, again, for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a special milestone, but still having trouble choosing, guess what? Don't worry. Blue Nile is going to help you. They have associates on hand 24-7. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All orders are insured, shipped for free in discreet packaging, so she won't know. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use the code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more at BlueNile.com. Code LOCKEDON. All right, like the Giants have won with Daniel Jones and the Cowboys suffered just one loss with Cooper Rush, so too can Washington win with Taylor Heineke. At least that's what David says. And we will say and talk to you uh, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We first uh, we appreciate you making us your first listen and your first watch of the day. This, of course, serving as our Monday episode as we're here from FedEx Field. If you like this show, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, where the network that brings you this show uh, brings you the biggest stories in sports with a local twist and local flair that Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and everywhere else uh, that you can listen to your podcast. So, David, I'm really interested to hear uh, you sell Taylor Heineke to me uh, after being so sure that the team needed to replace him last season. And you weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. They certainly needed an upgrade. I don't know about replace, but what did you see from the Heineke offense that makes you feel I guess, differently from the Carson Wentz experience. Yeah, well, so that's my key offensive observation right. for this game. And I know we have a lot of great players. You know, Brian Robbins really grinded it out. Antonio Gibson did his thing. Terry McLaurin, we have a comment in the YouTube chat that says they're here for Fired Up Terry. I'm here. for Everybody's here for Fired Up Terry. Um, but look, Who the team love Fired Up Terry? Exactly. The team can win with Taylor Heineke because with Carson Wentz placed on IR on Saturday, he's going to miss the next four games. Mm -hmm. Green Bay was the first. Mm -hmm. In Indy is the next. At home again for Minnesota and then in Philadelphia. So really, they don't have a choice. If, if you don't win with Taylor, you're basically going to be done by the time Carson Wentz comes off the or at least is eligible to come off mm -hmm. the IR. So they got to find a way to make it happen. And listen, guys, I'm going to say something. Don't take this as Heineke hate because that's not what it's designed to do. But the man has limitations. And in, or, in order for this team to win, they're going to have to win because of those limitations or lose because of those limitations, right? And I go back to Ron Rivera's comments um, that caused so much you know, stir and, and drama, especially amongst the national media, of what the difference is between this team and the other NFC East teams. He said quarterback, right? Well, I what, I what we took from it, what I took from it, was that he was talking about crafting an offense around the quarterback. The reason I said this team needed to move on from Taylor Heineke as a starting quarterback at the end of last season is because it didn't look apparent to me that Scott Turner or in Congress, the coaching staff was willing to sculpt the offense around what Taylor does best. Today, we saw a little bit better of that. Listen, in the first half, we saw a lot of standing in the pocket, to be quite honest with you, Taylor. And I kind of sat there. I said, you know what? This is the same thing we saw last year. And honestly, the result was a lot of the same that we saw. We saw an interception. We saw a couple close 
almost interceptions, but in the second half, guys, they actually moved the pocket at least three times that I counted, and some of those may have been designed pocket movements that just didn't work out for whatever reason, one reason or another. But the biggest thing, they came out of the shotgun. 25 out of uh, Taylor's 33 pass attempts came out of the shotgun. Give him time. Give him space between him and the defense. Allow him to read what's going on down the field. And they were setting up a lot of left-edge runs from the offensive side that were opening up that rollout, and then they hit those right-side rollouts, and they gave him one or two looks. You get rid of the ball. You make a decision quickly. You're not sitting there reading the whole field. You're reading half the field. That is where he shined the most. That Terry McLaurin pass was a one-read pass. You got the deep safety. It's simple. If he comes down, you throw it up there where number 17 can get it. That's exactly what Taylor did. It's led to that touchdown. That's where he's at his strongest. And he threw it a, a dart, and it was off of a little play action. I think it was in pistol. Maybe it was in true gun. And he just dropped back off of the play action, and boom, like you said, threw a perfect strike to Terry McLaurin. I, I like that, and I, I, you know, that's obviously why I mentioned that it was. It's been a thing that you and and to be fair, it's not just with Taylor Heineke, with Carson Wentz, with anybody that has played quarterback since we've been working together. You've been constantly preaching and talking about that, and it certainly seemed to help in the second half. We'll see what net happens next. Uh, in Indianapolis next week. We'll get to that, obviously, coming up. For me, um, you know, my key kind of offensive observation was this team was horrible on third down the last really four games, but specifically the last two, three of 22 going against Tennessee, even though they moved the ball in that game and Chicago, and they didn't really move the ball in that game, three of 22. Then they start 0 of 4, and the fourth one coming on the Devondre Campbell horrible pick six interception in, in which you know, I, I just, Taylor Heineke can't make that throw. He can't make that read. He can't make that mistake. I know he was anxious. I know he was hyped up, but he just can't make it. But from that point on, David, again, starting 0 of 4 in a 3 of 26 stretch in nine plus quarters, they bounce back 7 of 16 overall. That might not sound anything great, but that's 7 of the last 12, including two huge third down conversions on their final offensive position going to Terry McLaurin when they needed to kill more clock, when they needed to burn out three timeouts and the two-minute timeout for the Green Bay Packers when they took over with roughly three and a half minutes left to go. That was huge. Not to mention on that touchdown drive that ended with Antonio Gibson and the nine-yard. Again, that one comes on third and six, but earlier on that drive, and this is where they started finally going on third down, they converted two third and ones. Yeah. Now, the difference is not only did they convert, but they also didn't put themselves in a bad position. Third and one, a lot easier to convert than third and six, third Absolutely. and eight, third and ten, whatever. So that's where this game, for me, started really turning around. Yeah, I mean, you talk about those third downs. Look, Brian Robinson wanted them to be eight of 16 instead of seven of 16. Mm -hmm. I talked to him in the locker room after the game. Uh, not happy about not getting that third, that last third. Now, didn't want the defense to come back on the field. He was happy that they went out there and closed the door and got the win for him, mm -hmm. but he didn't want them to have to get back on the field. He was angry at himself and, and wanted to, to secure that last third down. Look, I'm over there trying to congratulate him on two straight wins, mm -hmm. and he's hearing nothing of it. He's like, we should have we should not have had to come off the field. The defense should have never been in that position. That is the winning fire that you want out of your young players. Speaking of young players, I love the youth movement on the defense. That's my defensive observation today. Benjamin St. Juice specifically and Jamin Davis fitting into his new role. I asked Ron Rivera specifically about those two exact players. Uh, different positions uh, or different times in the game. Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, got at least one PBU. I'll have to get with PFF to get the exact you know numbers from their stance or whatever. Uh, NFL doesn't have that quite right now. Um, but he has some good contained plays as well. And that's where I really think a cornerback makes their money is when a wide receiver is trying to block him inside to allow a runner to get mm -hmm. outside of him and break that contain and get onto the sideline. Benjamin St. Juice is having none of it against bigger wide receivers, holding his own against these veterans. That is the tough the toughness that you want out of your young corners. And Jamin Davis, 
third on the team with five tackles, made some solid, solid solo tackles, and two of them for a loss. So these young commanders defenders really starting to come in their own on a unit that, quite frankly, needs a lot more love. Yeah, I like that. Part of the reason why they've been better in all faces on third down is because of some of the guys that you mentioned. But let me give you something specific. They held Aaron Rodgers to 194 yards passing. About 90 of that came on the final two possessions for Green Bay. Yes, they put together a touchdown drive, and yes, they almost got into position for a game-winning potential field goal. But 90 of those 194 came, again, on those last two possessions. Again, not great, but you hold Aaron Rodgers to sub-200, that's going to be a big thing. And part of the reason, the biggest reason, in my opinion, we talk about the third down offensive prowess, which, again, is so huge. The Green Bay Packers were 0 for 6 on third down, David. 0 for 6 on third down. Now, they did convert a couple on that scoring drive late on penalty on third down. Uh, so that's something that has to be cleaned up. But here's one thing. The commanders in Jack Del Rio's defense, again, did not allow uh, a, a, uh, a first down, a natural first down for the first time since week three. September 24th of 2017, that's over five years ago, in which they did not allow a first down. You know who the opponent was that night? Green Bay Packers. No, the Oakland Raiders. You know ah. who their head coach was that night? Uh, Matt LaFleur. No, Jack Del Rio. How about that? <laughs> Obviously it wasn't Matt LaFleur. Uh, <laughs> but also this nugget, and this is from Commander's PR, Green Bay was held without a third down conversion for the first time since October of 1999. And that's obviously the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career that he uh, did not convert on a third down game ball. A-Rod, not happy today. No, 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 no. Uh, Alex Rodriguez probably happier than this A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers. There's lots of Aaron Rodgers mad memes uh, going out there. Uh, game balls coming up. Uh, three players who get them from us. Two are offensive players and that would have made money if you predicted they'd have more than their projected stat line on the Prize Picks app or at PrizePicks.com. On Prize Picks, you pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their prediction, bingo, you're going to win some money. So, for example, say like Justin Fields to throw more than the 160 and a half uh, passing yards on Monday night against the Patriots, but think Darnell Mooney is going to account for less than 45 and a half of those. Add those two predictions into your wager and you can win up to 10 times your money in less than 60 seconds. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to do things quick. Trust me, I'm not quick with anything, but I'm trying to make it quick for you. The more players you add up to five, the more you win when your prediction strikes. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. That's how I do it. To sign up and play daily fantasy sports, first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You deposit $100, you're going to get $100. You deposit $50, you're going to get $50. If you use the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, wrapping up this episode, it is Victory Monday. The Washington Commanders get a victory, so it's Victory Monday. Last victory was Victory Friday, which we you, you appreciate Victory Friday, but it doesn't have the 
quite the same ring to it. Plus, I was all by myself in Chicago, you know, or well, actually, it was after Chicago. I was all by myself. It's, it's better when, when the whole crew is here, right? Uh, including you guys listening, watching, live or otherwise. We appreciate all of you rolling through. We're going to hand out some game balls, and we're going to do it kind of like we did last week. For you hockey fans, you'll be familiar. For you football fans, they're just game balls. You don't got to worry about it. But basically, three, two, one, we're going in order. Third best, second best, first best, if you, you know, best of the best. Uh, they're all good guys. And the third uh, game ball is going to Benjamin St. Juice, that, that young cornerback. Listen, William Jackson got pulled against the Tennessee Titans. He's got a back injury. He's got a trade demand. He doesn't have a trade demand. Some of you in the comments talking about whether or not we'll see him again. Not very likely. I didn't see him on the sideline right. today. Carson Wentz was here, however, talking with his backup quarterback as he led his team uh, to another win. So take that for what it's worth. Yami Brown, John Dotson, all here. No doubt. Didn't see Willie or Willie William. <laughs> didn't see William. Um, doesn't mean he wasn't here because you right. know there's guys in hoodies and all that stuff. Right. But I didn't see him. He didn't stand out. And yes, I was looking. But Ben St. Juice for all the same reasons I talked about in segment two. Uh, he gets the third game ball. You know, I think Benjamin St. Juice, you look at his stat line, right? Three tackles and, uh, you know, again, NFL, uh, Jesus doesn't have, uh, you know, him credited as doing anything else. That's that, that's okay. I don't care about that stuff. Here's what I know. The Green Bay Packers took two deep shots down the field. One was a deep incompletion and in which would have been called back for a penalty, but it fell incomplete, would have been called back anyway because of a penalty on their end. And then they had the late one to Sammy Watkins over the middle, the second to final play of the game which got them, I think, 28 or 29 yards. And again, it was open over the middle of the field. But guess what? Washington was able and willing to give them that because they had no timeouts, right? So when they got up to the line of scrimmage, they only had like five or six seconds left and ensuing chaos. Benjamin St. Juice took away whatever is left of the Green Bay wide receiver core, and it's not a lot. Obviously, one of their guys got hurt. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is still a rookie, right? Watkins uh, is not ready. Sammy Watkins just came back. Um, so they don't have a lot of weapons, but Benjamin St. Juice has made a huge difference. And you know what? I'll give you one further. Rashad Wild Goose. Now, I know he took a penalty again, and so did St. Juice, and they've got to clean that up. But Wild Goose, whenever you see him, he – He's starting to emerge, and you're starting to see why they chose him over Danny Johnson and Corn Elder when they whacked both of those guys and when they could have easily brought them back. So St. Juice's evolution has helped maybe in a couple of different spots. Yeah, no, absolutely. You definitely can. And like you said, a couple penalties here and there. But look, talk about those explosive plays. That's what Ron Rivera has been harping on all season mm -hmm. long in this team. Uh, I want to say, you know, I haven't confirmed this yet by going through my notebook, but I want to say this team has allowed no fewer and three explosive pass plays in every single game this season. They gave up two in this one. One didn't come. They didn't give up one until the ninth drive of right. the game for the Green Bay Packers. They gave up another in the tenth. Technically, that last crazy lateral play was right. technically an explosive, but I, I don't know. For yeah, me, because that's the touchdown unofficial. Aaron Jones counts as one, right? right that's too, a 21 because yarder because it's right. an explosive. Exactly. Um, I, and I don't consider it a 21 yarder explosive, but yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, like, technically it's definition. 20 yards, so right. it's barely an explosive. And it was a touchdown. Yeah. So it was a great throw, great play by the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, so on and so forth. Right. Um, star number two, right? If we're doing the three stars, hockey stars, big game ball uh, type of thing, <laughs> Antonio Gibson. Not only the nine yard touchdown, which we've talked about, uh, solid running again. Uh, Antonio Gibson, again, didn't do anything great, great, great per se in terms of numbers. Uh, what did he have? Uh, rushing uh, 10 for 59. So that's an average of 5.9. But he had that one for 20, I want to say 20 yards, if I'm not mistaken, around right edge. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that, but somewhere around there. And he had a, a couple of nice kick returns, too. 
the one, I think it was 32 yards. Now they squandered it, didn't do anything with it. But Antonio Gibson back or in that role, which they were hoping that he would do when things went sour in August, he averaged 26 per kick return, had a long of 32 on three returns. David, that's yeah. huge. That's hard to measure in addition to the other stuff that he contributed as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Antonio Gibson, we knew, you know, as soon as Brian Robinson started taking number one reps, we knew that AG's mm -hmm. role was not going to go away. It was just going to be altered and shifted into more of a support role, complimentary role. Mm -hmm. And it was sure complimentary uh, here in week seven. Yeah, that 20 yard run uh, complimented a 24 yard run by Brian Robinson. Mm -hmm. The Washington Commanders had five explosive plays in regulation that actually count. They had two on each of their touchdown drives. So that shows you how important those explosives are. Speaking of explosives, one of those explosives. Terry McLaurin from Taylor Heineke, touchdown pass. He is our top star in our final game ball of the night. I mean, everybody's going to talk about the touchdown, and the touchdown was awesome. I want to talk about the two third down catches he had on the commander's final possession, one of which he absolutely took a nasty shot along the sideline and got right up and, you know, was was being all fired up and all Terry and all just about Terry and what Terry is about, toughness and big plays. And this is what happens. We kept saying it. He came into this game with 37 targets over six games. So that's just over six. He targeted, he got targeted eight times, five catches, 73 yards, including those two big catches on that final drive, which killed a lot of the clock. Yeah, absolutely. And one more sentimental shout out Taylor Heineke. First start of the year gets a win against childhood favorite team, the Green Bay Packers against Aaron Rodgers. Great moment for him. So you know what? We'll give a bonus game ball out to Taylor. Sure. Why not? While we're in the giving mood. Thanks again, guys, for making the Lockdown Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day from here at FedEx Field. After a Commanders 23-21 win, they are now 3-4. and four. For your next listen and watch, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app and YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in on the voicemail, it's 3 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577 for David Harrison right here covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country on SI.com's Foundation. I'm Chris Russell. One half of the Russell and Ned Hur Show on the Team 980 and always live and free on the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, if you're heading home from FedEx Field in the rain, be careful, be safe, be kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac. Enjoy Victory Monday and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.